two guys who love talking about a game within a game in association with Fantasy Football Scout. I'm Peterson. I'm Andrew. And this is FPL SideNet. Hello, managers. Welcome back to the FPL SideNet podcast. We are recording this on Wednesday, February the 7th. And as always, I'm joined by my man, Andrew, who is sporting a Phil Foden-inspired bowl cut tonight. Andrew, I'm loving the new look. Thank you. Or you could say maybe Cole Palmer-inspired. Oh, yeah. Well, he did get the points as well this week. So That's right. That's right. Mm. Bowls, bowls always return. <laughs> trust in the bowl. Trust the, trust the process. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me again tonight. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. We've got a bit, um, we've it's got a bit been... to talk about. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a couple of green arrows to talk about. Hey, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Avoiding the urge to yell out, we are back to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we are back. Oh, well, yeah. Well, we're both, well, you're flying further up the rankings. Um, but, yeah, just quite happy not to see a disastrous red. But it was an extremely nervous, I'd say watch, but I was actually listening to the the city Brentford game on my commute into work, as I was just telling you before. And yeah, first half in the car, listening to it. And every time I heard, um, I think it was Martin Tyler and Matt Holland doing the commentary. And every time I heard them talk about Harland closing in on goals, I was just like, Oh no, waiting for the, the pain <laughs> to, to yeah. flood over me without not owning the, the Nordic meat shield. It was a terrifying, terrifying two hours. Yeah, well, I was I was watching it, and I don't think it would have been that scary if you were actually watching because he he did he didn't look that um that dangerous, you know, he didn't look like himself just quite yet. Yeah. Um, but he you know he showed a couple of good glimpses, and I think he's working his way back. So I've still got faith that they'll make a few tweaks to the robot, a bit of WD forty, <laughs> and he'll be primed to go this week. <laughs> Bit of a squirt in all the joints and uh, software, firmware upgrade. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely needed an upgrade. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe get the rust off with a CLR. Well, it was um it was interesting heading into like the deadline and and the the games this week because Pep came out beforehand and saying yeah he's ready to start, and I think that was enough of a green light for most managers just to go yeah I'm getting him back. And I yep. was like, oh, I'm going to try and stick to my plan of going Harlanless for one more week. And and I was thinking, yeah, but Pep said that about KDB. Like, yeah, exactly. saying they're ready to start and he, them actually playing is two different things sometimes. But on this occasion, he was right. Yeah. Look, I, I still wasn't convinced. You know, like um, we talked about it on the show last week. I was... Um, at that point, I was kind of like 55, 45 that he would start and it was enough for me. I was, I decided yeah. to bring him in um, and I thought, you know, at the very worst case, you'll get 45 minutes and, um, you know, you could still get something in that time. But yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't at all sure that he was going to start. Like I'd already brought him in when Pep said those things and um, yeah, I was just, 
like uh, I, I was still sweating the team sheet, put it that way. But when he's when he when he was on the team sheet and then he came back on after half time was another time that I was super relieved. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. He just like kept the time kept on going, sixty minutes, sixty five minutes, seventy minutes, and there was no sign that he was coming off. It was the the minutes he played was kind of beyond my wildest dreams as someone that kind of brought him in thinking that he may or may not start. So um yeah, I was I was happy with the minutes and even even though he sort of did look a bit rusty and just got the one return, like I think the 85 minutes under the belt will do him the world of good. And that's probably the whole point of of giving him that amount of minutes um, from yeah. Pep's point of view. Yeah, 100%. It's funny you talking about how relieved you were to see all those minutes. I was like the complete opposite of that spectrum, like following yeah. the updates while I was actually at work. And just like going, he's not subbed off yet. And every time I'd see like a substitution thing coming up, like, oh yes, oh no, it's not here. Yeah. It's someone else. <laughs> Sweaty beads, but the when the whistle blew for the um Bernardo Silva um substitution, I was like, Oh, Harlan's coming off for sure. And then I saw it was I saw that it was Silva and, and Doku switching, and I was like, Well, surely they're gonna make a second change. And they just didn't. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was incredible. <laughs> but you know. One big forward did score, happen to score that game, and it was it's it's the man, Neil Morpa. He's <laughs> we we ignore him every week. He's he's the laughing joke of of the football world, but the yeah. man is Mister Twenty Twenty Four. Oh, Neil fucking Morpa! I I just I can't stand the bloke. I just don't like him. <laughs> Lent a lot. Like he never used to be able to finish like this. Like that was like that that was a good finish. If you if you told me that there was going to be that Neil Morpé would have a one-on-one with a keeper and and Harland would have a one-on-one with a keeper, but only one of them would score. <laughs> I'm telling you, oh, I would not have chosen Neil Morpé as the correct answer. But oh, that's that's football in a nutshell, isn't it? It is. That's FPL as well. Like football is just so unpredictable that you know you just do your best, and you know if you do well, it's probably more luck than um, than skill, and if you do badly, it's probably you know the same. So. Um, that's why I don't take it too seriously. Because if more, if Neil Morpai is uh, is converting better than Harlan, then you know that this game is just about luck. <laughs> Football is breaking. But talking about luck, you definitely made plenty of it this game week. Uh, a really bloody juicy green arrow this week for you. Eighty five points. Yeah, I, I had um I had shit tons of luck this game week. Um, <laughs> except except for my defense, but yeah. So I had uh I had the Foden twenty. Um, I had the Watkins 18, I had the Richarlison 15, I had the Saka 9, the Palmer 8, um, and I got my ha- Harland was my captain, so I got 10 points from him. Um, so yeah, pretty much all the big hauls that you know that people had, I yeah. had. Um, what I guess I didn't have is absolutely anything from my defense. I've got, I think I got um, three points combined from my three defenders and goalkeeper. Um, which is about the same as I got last week as well. So I haven't <laughs> seen a defender return for a very long time. Um, yeah, Bowen was the only attacker um, to blank for me. So 85 points, uh, decent rank um, jump from, I think I was about 384K up to about 260K. So that's uh, my fourth green arrow in a row. Um, we're previously my best, you know, I hadn't had more than two in a row until this streak. Um, so yeah, I, I seem to be heading in the right direction. Finally, hope it continues. Yeah, yeah. It's now sitting at yeah two sixty k. It's yeah, it's it's getting good for you at the right right time of the year. And 
Um, yeah, just shame. Like 85 points is is crazy. But then when you look at it and you go, all you need is just like one clean sheet <laughs> amongst yeah. those defenders. Like a stupid on being benched was a bit of a surprise this game week. Yeah, it was. And when I, I was watching that game, I think it was, I think there was like goal rush. It was a goal rush game. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, at the time I was thinking, I oh, don't, I, I hope he doesn't come on, you know, but actually him coming on for the one point was one of the reasons why I didn't get Gabriel's minus one. He was my first, <laughs> um, he was first on my bench. So I'm at least grateful that he came on in the 80th minute. But yeah, um, interesting, the stupid thing. We actually talked about it last week, like whether we should be worried about him because he got subbed off at halftime in the previous game. So obviously we should have been worried about him, but um I'm still not convinced he's a sell, you know, hopefully that was sort of just um, whatever he did to piss off Roberto De Zerbi. Hopefully he's, um, you know, he's made the example of it now and he, and he's back to being in the team most weeks from now on, hopefully. Yeah. He, he feels like, like a hold. He's not a buy and he's not a sell. I think he's just, if you've got him, you just hold him. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. The only, the only thing, the only reason why you might sell him is if, you know, he was the one defender that you wanted to lose to bring in, like, say, a Man City defender for the double or something. But yeah, I've got I've got plenty of plenty of shit defenders to choose from, so I don't need to get rid of a stupid nine. <laughs> Feels like throwing darts at the moment, trying to like oh, get man. anything from defenders at the moment. Yeah, I know. I mean, it seems like a it seems like a waste of a transfer to make a defensive transfer when when there's no clean sheets anyway, and there's no. Like, you know, you can't rely on attacking returns even from players like Poro and and Trent and um, you know, and Astupana and those players that get attacking returns from time to time. You can't rely on them. So it just it does seem crazy to waste transfers on on defenders at the moment when all the double digit halls are in midfield and, and up top. Yeah. And I mean, looking at the fixtures ahead, I mean, they've got Spurs this this game week, which I mean, on paper Spurs can't really keep a clean sheet anyway. Neither can Brighton, no. so it could be a bit of a yep. shootout there. But then it's like it's Sheffield, Everton, Fulham, Forest. So, you know, four of the best, you know, set of fixtures yep. you could probably get. And, um, yeah, so that, that's pretty good on, on paper. So it's hopefully he can get back um, into that, that starting at 11 soon for you. So, yeah, that was... A monster week for you, 85 points. Yeah, game week rank of um, 873,000. Um, I was close to you. I finished with 80 points this game week. Um, also not getting any clean sheets in defense by one minute, thanks to Esri Concers coming off in the 59th minute. I can't tell you how filthy I was when I saw that he came off in the 59th minute and oh. I saw Villa kept the clean sheet. I was like, you beauty. Finally get some some clean sheet points. And then I see Constant, no, substituted in the 59th with a knee injury. And now that's looking like he's going to be out for, I think, three to four weeks. So that's not the the, the best thing there. But um, That's literally the difference between your week and my week. You know, the, like literally the extra five points that you should have got if he just, even if he just sat on the field getting treatment for another 60 seconds, he would have, you know, waited yeah. until the 60th minute before he, <laughs> before he limped off. And we this would have had the like exact same score. Harry Kane, when he was at the World Cup, and he sort of like just crawled back onto the pit, like back onto the pitch to waste time. When he was I wonder if there's any um, players in the Premier League that are like, that are cognizant enough of fantasy that they actually do like stretch out things like that, like substitutions, just so their owners can get the extra appearance point. Maybe Ivan Tony, if he's got um a 
uh, something in the multi thing going. No, I'm, I'm sure that Ivan Tony has learned his lesson. <laughs> but yeah, like like yourself, only one blank in attack, and that was big game Dom with the two points. So yeah, my my uh, forward lines was yeah Palmer with the eight, Foden twenty. I captained uh, Curtin's Kevin De Bruyne, uh, which was which was good. He he did look good in that game when I watched it back. And yeah, Saka with the nine points. Um, Pascal Gross was the hero. I kept the faith with Pascal Gross, eleven points. Watkins with the eighteen. So I talked about not having Harland for this game week, and the main reason why was because I wanted to bench Darwin with that injury. So had I brought in, um, had I brought in Harland. You know, it it probably would have been for Solanke, but on paper he was playing Forest at home, and that just—I mean, he was my vice captain for a reason. Mm. Like I, I thought the fixture, everything just ticked all the right boxes. So it yep. was going to give me a benching headache, and that benching headache probably might have been Pascal Gross. I'd so, say so. Like last week, we talked about it. Like I threw up Solanke as a as a decent captain shout. Yeah. Um. I don't think there's any way that you would have benched Solanke. So yeah. you probably would have, if you'd made that transfer, I'm pretty confident you would have benched Gross. Yeah. So um, I was really happy that sticking to my guns and like thinking about it actually paid out because yeah, the Pascal Gross 11 points was um, fantastic and it was really beneficial. So yeah, I've jumped from 900K to back to 700 and what is it? 38,000. So um, yeah, in the right direction. I just need to keep, Need to keep it going. I just sort of yep. get one or two green arrows, and then I, I jump back. So needs need to to keep moving there. But um, happy with that. But it was like a lot of bumper scores this this game week in FPL because there was just so many goals. It was the record. It was the highest number of goals in a regular ten game round. Forty five goals scored across the ten games, and yeah, it was just every game just was just bumper filled with goals. Yeah, it was incredible. It was great. But um, I guess, I mean, that just goes to show just how pointless defenders are this season. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, you know, like the, the two clean sheets came from Villa and Man United, right? Yeah. No one's got Man United assets. And pretty much the most highly owned Villa defender is probably Consa, right? Who went <laughs> off in the 59th minute. It's, it's actually pretty <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, um, it, it was an amazing weekend of of um football i managed to catch quite a bit of it it was yeah like all of the games were super entertaining or almost all of them so um yeah it's just a great week yeah it makes you think about when it comes to fpl whether we just need to target our i mean i've been guilty of this this season where i've probably wasted so many transfers this season on just swapping defenders constantly yeah especially the yeah. probably the first half of um or first quarter of the season i should say but yeah, maybe like looking ahead to these blanks and doubles, maybe we don't really need 11 players yeah. out like in our side. Like if then no defenders are really performing, maybe we shouldn't really be stressing about it too much. I, I remember saying like way earlier in the season, maybe after about game week 10 or something that like all of the points are in midfield and we just need to stop wasting, um, you know, transfers on defenders. But then... Yeah. A few weeks later, it all changed and defenders started to do all right. Um, and so, you know, it did creep back that we were using transfers on defenders. And I feel like it will happen again. You know, I I was just thinking about my own team. It was only like, I think last, last I got three points from my defenders this week, including the goalkeeper. Last week, it was five or six. But then the weekend before that, I had 
returns. I had 17 from Gabrielle, six from Poro, five from Gusto, and eight from Estupinan in the one week. <laughs> and so you go back to just game week 21 and you think, how good are defenders? Like, yeah, you know, we're getting attacking returns from the defenders and, you know, chuck in the occasional clean sheet. Like, and, you know, that's, you know, back then, only two weeks ago, it seemed like a smart way to use transfers. So I think that you you do always tend to overreact to what's just happened. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to look at the season as a whole and there have been time periods where defenders have been worthwhile transfers. Um, so um, I'm not going to completely uh, rule out a defensive transfer for the double game week. Um, you know, I, I think that what's happened the last couple of weeks you know, while it is kind of the trend of the season, that it's like a pretty extreme example of how the season's going, and there are going to be defensive returns out there in the future. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Well, it also seemed to be the week of bench headaches and points yep. on the bench, and people ruining selling. You know, players like Watkins and Foden for, for you know Harlands and Jotters and and out there, yeah. and yeah, good assets for good many... assets, but getting punished for it. For sure. Like I, I was just thinking about it. There's not that many weeks that I can remember before this one where some people like captained a, a particular asset being like, um, for example, like this week, some people captained Watkins. Yeah. Other people sold Watkins. Um, <laughs> it was so Harlan. widespread this game week. So like, how is it that there's an asset where some people are selling him and some people are captaining him? Like, I can't remember that ever happening before. I'm sure it has, but I mean, people that did sell Watkins whilst, I understand that, you know, if that, you know, they, there's a lot of good forwards out there and, you know, people who wanted Harland, some people Watkins was the best option, but geez, it must've been painful watching all those points go in and knowing that he's got good fixtures to come. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, people were like good managers benched Foden this week. Um, you know, and I can understand the decision as well. Like obviously in hindsight, it looks terrible, but, you know, like I, I didn't like the idea of anyone benching Foden, but I sort of in certain circumstances, I understood it. Yeah. So it's just very painful, of, you know, like it's just a very, it's just a very painful um, and unlucky week for some, because some people just had eight really good attackers and someone had to get benched. Yeah. And Foden was that someone for a few managers. So yeah, just, um, just brutal. Yeah. I mean, I, I was in a, a similar predicament last week where I benched Lanky. And he got the goal. And there I was sitting with, you know, a couple of blanks in my side. But yeah, mm. maybe the moral of the story the is goal. don't have a deep squat. <laughs> Bench fodder. Well, I mean, that's what's been working <laughs> for me as well. Like we've talked about how bad my defensive returns have been. My bench has been absolute dog shit for a very long time. Um, and it just means that there's no issues with me benching points. Like I, my, my bench this week... No, I, I don't have the opportunity to overthink. The, the only real decision I have every week is the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, you know, like I've got Ariola and Dubravka. That's the only decision I have to make. But, you know, my defense is like Pinnock, Archer, and um, who else have I got? Pinnock, Archer, and Gusto. Like, mm. that's pretty That's pretty rubbish. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this week I got a total of three points from my bench. Oh, no, two because of the minus one from Gabrielle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's that's the key. The key is just to have an absolute dog shit bench like me, and then you won't have these issues. That's the moral of the story, kids. <laughs> yeah, have a have a terrible squad, and it will benefit. Now, one thing I want to touch on is you're a Harland owner. Now, I am. do you yeah. remember what price you got Harland for? 
Because he's had I a lot of price increases. <laughs> I think I missed. I think I got him for 14 or 14 one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know he, I, I definitely missed one price increase that came out of the blue. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't really understand whether, yeah. Okay. I got him for 14. He's or so I've already made some money off him. He's up to 14.2. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it, it, it's obvious that there's been some manual intervention with his price because I still don't think he's had as many transfers in as he had out the whole time he was injured yet. He's yeah. gone from like the, at the point he was injured, I think he was right on 14. Mm, he I, went down I, to 13.9 and now he's gone up right. to 14.2 with still less owners than when he had was 14. So there's definitely some manual intervention from um, FPL towers there. Maybe, maybe like the, you know, real cheap assets like Cole Palmer that's in every team has got them worried that everyone's um, second wild cards is going to be too easy to build. So they're trying to, they're trying to make it harder for us. Yeah, I know a lot of people out there have been sort of making a fair point of this. Uh, one of them, a good friend of ours, TN, has sort of been analysing the, the daily sort of estimated increases and, and decreases. And I think when um when Harlan's price last went up, I don't think – I think TN mentioned that he wasn't really close to an increase. No, no. So, yeah, probably a reason why FPL Towers have never clearly specified what the algorithm is. They always they always want to have a little bit of discretion in their pocket. I think just to they, say, they just, <laughs> yeah, they want to keep it. They want to keep that algorithm close to their chest. Well, when I buy Harlan this week, it's going to be like I'm shopping at the boutique because I'm getting the uber expensive <laughs> yeah, version. You are. While you you yeah. sort of were doing your shopping at Audi, the center aisle of dreams, as you call it. Correct. <laughs> you get some good stuff there. You really do. <laughs> who who but, cares yeah. about cost of living? I'm going to buy Harlan at his most expensive price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harlan's like um like Macca's at the moment. Like Macca's is just the price is going through the roof. Like I think the cost of a bloody Big Mac is about fifty percent more than it was two years ago, and that's pretty much <laughs> how I feel about Harland. He's just he's he's the Big Mac of FPL assets. It's outrageous. <laughs> and just like a Big Mac, I, I've never had a Big Mac ever in my life. What? Yeah, I, I tweeted this out a couple like a month ago. People lost their minds about it. Yeah, I've never, I've never had a, a I've never actually had a burger from McDonald's. Maybe, I mean, and it's, it's not, not because great. I treat my body like a temple. I treat my body like a, a garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Macca's isn't great, but it's ridiculous that you've just swerved that your whole life. Like, you may as well just go get one, just so you, just so you know. I have pe- so you know what people you're not missing offer me money like to, to, to eat. I, I figured I've come this far. Like so that like I'm getting really sidetracked here. My my brother used to eat them all the time. And I used to hate the smell of cheese when I was a kid. And because my brother used to have them all the time, he'd just like wave it in my face. And just the oh, smell right. whenever I walk into McDonald's, I could I could just pick up the smell of that cheese and it just completely puts me off. There you go. That's there, a yeah. that's something I never knew about you, Pete. That's that's absolutely blown my mind. Big fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm a nugget fiend. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh. I can't remember how we got to that. I think we were talking about. Well, I, I mean, I said that I said that Harland is the Big Mac of FPL assets. So right. I regret making that analogy now. <laughs> but um, oh. back to the pricing. Like, it's not just um pricing. Like, players haven't just gone up. You know, they've, they've, there's been some really good assets that have gone down in recent yeah. times. It's like we've had, um, I think, 
Am I right in saying that Al- yeah, Alvarez went down the day that he scored a brace? A double, yeah. Because people it was on just... his birthday too, which is a double <laughs> fuck you to our mate Alvarez. And I think Saka went down, didn't yeah. he, this week? Did did Watkins go down? I think he went down like last week. I think, yeah, I think Watkins Watkins and Saka went down last week. Like it's crazy. Like these good assets are going down. Mm. Um like in the middle of um, patches of good form, so yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting how the how the transfer market um, goes when there's blanks and doubles on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, I, I must admit, I've I've been setting my um, FPL price increase alarm on my phone. So quarter past twelve, I check FPL statistics, just make sure that Harlan's not due for a, like a massive increase. Because yeah. uh, I've I've got two gonna... free transfers. Are you going to just get in before the next price increase, no matter how early in the week it is? Or yeah, are you still, yeah, yeah. I'm pro- I'll probably okay. do it tomorrow, to be to be honest. Yeah. So, um, just just you know, not that wait really. The, the, yeah, well, not you, that you the probably Chelsea wait for the FA Cup. Well, it, it might be relevant. Like, what if? I mean, you've Maybe. got. Do you have Watkins? I do have Watkins, but I don't want to sell him when his fixtures are. A good in the next few weeks. No, but anyway. what I'm saying is, like, maybe Watkins. I don't know. Maybe he like does his knee tomorrow in the FA True. Cup and. Um, and then you're like, oh, okay, well, that's made my decision for me. Like it's it's Watkins out. So, you know, it makes no sense to make any transfers before those games at least. Yeah, true, true. I'll, I'll wait for some um, more information. But I did talk last week how I was really keen to do the bench boost in game week 25. Mm. I've completely cooled on that now. <laughs> and it's sort of been more because the situation has been taken out of my hands. So, um Basically, I thought the, the one of the main things you need for a bench boost is you need two playing goalkeepers. Yeah. And I had that. But now Matt Turner has lost his place. So Forrest signed another goalkeeper because you can't have enough goalkeepers. Like you gotta you gotta well, buy as many as you can. They had two goalkeepers, but they had two bad goalkeepers. And so it wasn't really doing it wasn't really working for them. So. No. So yeah, they bought um uh, Matt Sells, um, who plays at Strasbourg, who's um Another Todd Bowley owned um, Chelsea side project there, so yeah, the Belgian moved over and and seemed to do okay in that game yeah. actually. So I've literally never heard of him, um, and I didn't even know that he played. So yeah, he, he played all right, did he? Yeah, he, he did all right. So watching like sort of the the highlights, he, he seemed to make some good saves and make make a good um, impression on the fans. So it looks like Matt Turner's lost his place there, which is. A bit frustrating because he seems to be in a lot of sides, and yeah, there might be a lot of owners out there still that still has Ariola and Matt Turner. And Ariola yep. came off with a head injury. Now it wasn't officially concussion because he copped the head knock, he played on, and then he came off at halftime. Which yeah. I was watching that game live, and it looks like concussion. Like he should have probably come off straight away. Should, yeah, the, it was a big hit. And it was. A, I, yeah, I, I was a, surprised that they didn't do. Uh, like a, I don't know. What's the process? Do they have like a guy come on and do like a concussion test on the field? Is that what they're supposed to do? I don't know. I, I mean, they probably should have, but yeah. They, anyway, they, I don't know. I don't know what they it, did, but clearly he wasn't right to to keep to keep playing. So, yeah. So forcing my hand, then I now don't have a second playing goalkeeper, and yep. now on top of this, I've got Ezri Konza who collided with the post, and now that actually looks like a semi serious knee injury that's going to keep him out a few weeks. So, yep. I'm sort of forced using two two of my transfers before double game week 25 to fill those spots. And then I've also got Charlie Taylor in my side who's, yeah. you know, 
sticking up. So I'd have to almost take like a minus, I'd, like with all the transfers I've got, I'm probably looking at at least a minus eight to get a decent bench boost side out, which doesn't really feel no, worthwhile. It, it makes no sense to do that when you've yeah. still got a wild card in your pocket. Like you, you can set up, you can set up for a bench boost later down the, later yeah. down the track. I, yeah. I understand the theory, like you were keen to get it out of the way and then you didn't have to like have a full squad when you wildcarded, but um, yeah, I'm, my hand's forced be... now. I've got two. Yeah, two... I think so. No, well, I've basically got three dud players now. I just had one really with Charlie Taylor. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I've caught it. I mean, I don't think a chip is off the table because triple captain still could be really good with Harlan because he's going to be yeah. coming up against Chelsea and they are absolute dog shit. At the moment, they can. Yeah. So, oh my, I, I'm still planning on using my triple captain in game week 25. I think. Yeah. Um, definitely leaning towards Harland as well mm. um, for that one. So yeah, I think that's still my plan too. I think it's going to be a very popular move. It's probably going to be a 200 EO yeah. Harland that week, and you know, you, by triple captaining him, you're effectively just getting a hundred, like a the hundred percent EO. Um, for the yeah, for the triple captain. So it's not the most exciting triple captain, but I think it's going to be a very popular one. Yeah, yeah, I I, I totally agree there. But um, yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely leaning more towards the triple captain now. But yeah, yeah. I was a bit bummed because I was actually really pumped to use the the bench boost. I've been doing like a lot of planning behind the scenes the last few days, and then yeah, sort of yesterday seeing the news that you know, Conza's probably looking at a stint on the sidelines was just like... Oh. It was enough to tip you <laughs> over the edge. Yeah, sort of when I was planning the next few weeks, yeah, just fit in perfectly with what I was doing. But, yeah, uh, like I said, I right. don't want to take a minus eight just to use a bench boost because I did something similar last season. I think I ended yeah. up taking like taking a hit just to field a bench boost and it probably didn't go as big as what I had hoped in the end. Yeah, and I, I, I think there was one year where... Um... I was I planned to do this bench boost in a week where Leeds had a double game week and then mm. for some reason which I can't remember a few days before the game week started the double game week for Leeds was cancelled <laughs> so I had three Leeds players on my bench all with just a single game week um, and they had a pretty good fixture so I just went ahead with the bench boost but then they had had an absolute stinker of a game and they all yeah. blanked and I got like six points from my bench boost and. I think I just I was I'd been planning it for so long that I kind of just went ahead with it because I just my brain was so focused on it. Yeah. But I should have the smarter thing to do would be when something changes to reassess it and it wasn't the right thing to do. It's probably you know similar in this situation. You, you shouldn't force it just because that's what your plan had been for for a while. Yeah. Um you've got to reassess it and pick a different time I think. Yeah, so that's that's what I'll I'll be doing now but um, what we might do now is we might take a quick break and on the other side of this, we will preview Game Week 24 and pick out some goodwill punting picks. Okay, welcome back to the FPL Sunday podcast and previewing Game Week 24, which has an FPL deadline for us here on the Eastern Seaboard of 10 p.m. this Saturday night and kicking things off. We might get some juicy City leaks uh, ahead of this game. City against Everton. Yeah, look, is, are we going to have some um, some Gandhi? Some, <laughs> you know, I was going to say we're going to have some Gandhi-related issues with this game. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The early kickoff. 
Oh, maybe. Hit Gandhi in the nuts. <laughs> we need to do something. <laughs> we need to do something to stop him from um from shutting down the robot. Well, the Egyptian king has always notoriously been good against Gandhi. Surely the Nordic meat shield as well. You'd hope so. You'd hope mm. so. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. How do you how do you see this game? I mean, I think Everton will probably try and, and be a bit stubborn, but watching City back the other night, geez, they 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 just got so many avenues to goal. It's yeah. just cra- like eat. Any one of those players could on their day get a hat trick, and it just happened to be Phil Foden the other day. But you know, next week it could be Doku, it could be Alvarez, it could be De Bruyne. Like they just, the Arsenal yeah. is insane, and it could be yeah. Erling Haaland. <laughs> it could be, it could be. I hope it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I don't being this game being at home for Man City. Um, I just don't know if Everton are going to have the same amount of resistance that Brentford did the yeah. other day. So I can see, I can see there being at least three goals, maybe even four for Man City in this game. Mm. So that's why I just think it's a it's a good um it's a it's a good place to look for captaincy if you think there's going to be that many goals. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. But don't don't captain Cole Walker because. <laughs> They're definitely, it's definitely going to be like 3 1 or 4 1. It's not going to be 4 Yeah. No, they won't keep a clean sheet. They're just incapable no. of keeping clean sheets. That's not what they do. That's, no. Uh, it's not that kind of operation. <laughs> so, yeah, that looks like a fairly standard one. I think um, it's going to be really interesting to see the EO of a lot of the, the city assets. Surely, like, I mean, Phil Foden is going to have a huge spike after that hat trick. That's just, just natural. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, though, because like, yeah, I suppose City do have the um the double coming up in twenty five, but yeah, it seems like a lot of people either want to save a transfer this week or their transfer is focused on Liverpool. Mm. I feel when, like when maybe it should be getting your triple City. Should be potentially. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I think Liverpool might put a few past Burnley as well, but I'm skipping ahead. <laughs> well, um, the next uh, set of fixtures, well, one of them is Fulham-Bournemouth. So, yeah, Bournemouth, they were, I wouldn't say disappointing against Forest, but, yeah, it was it was a weird game. It wasn't, Bournemouth didn't play like they had been the last few weeks. And yeah. it's sort of like two two games back-to-back where they haven't really been, been flying. And you wonder, is are they reverting back to how they were at the start of the season or is it just a, a minor blimp? Yeah. I mean, I think, I am I right blimp. in saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you said blimp. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, knew, blimp? <laughs> I knew what you meant and I wasn't going to pick you up on it, but blimp. there you go. You, yeah. I mean, I think um, ta- uh, Tavernier didn't start in this game and yeah. I think that probably had an impact. Because um, I just think he's so good. Like he's he's one of their better players. He definitely he definitely adds a lot. Um, no, yeah, Billings. I wouldn't worry too. No Billings. Well, oh, no Billings this week. Yes, yeah, that would be a problem with the red card. Yeah, that was a pretty nasty little um, little it was silly. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. That I don't have any sympathy for for him for that red card. But yeah, no, that that's true. Actually, he's a very important part of of how Bournemouth play. So, uh, but Fulham, they're they're not, they're not defending well at all. I, I, I still think that it's a good game for Solanke. Mm. Yeah, yeah. On paper, on paper, it is. 
but you yeah. could also argue it's a good game for Fulham. So it's hard to I can, tell. I can I can see it being a similar result for Fulham as last week. Yeah. Um, it could be like a two-all kind of thing, like just two not particularly great teams coming up against each other and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, yeah, a couple of goals each and then, yeah, go home, shake hands, take a point. Move so, on. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Well, um, um, you were jumping ahead before, but Liverpool-Burnley also on at, at 2 a.m. And, yeah, feels like you just mentioned it before, like managers are more prioritising their FPL transfers with Liverpool because if you're getting him in for the double in 25, it makes sense to move. Probably if you're going to take a hit to do it, it probably makes more sense to do it this week because you get the Burnley fixture as well. And Yeah. See, I mean, I mean that's the exact that's the exact position I'm in because mm. I don't have I don't have any Liverpool at all. I sold Salah a couple of weeks ago, who was my only Liverpool player. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few weeks ago, when I was kind of planning out my transfers, roughly, I was thinking game week 24, I'll roll. So I've got two for the double. But now that we're here, um, looking at that home game to Burnley, like it does actually seem like it would be silly for me to wait a week to get someone um, and not include the Burnley game yeah. in their return. So I think rather than roll, I, I can't even remember the last time I had two free transfers that I'm not going to start now, I guess. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably looking at bringing in Jota. I've got, um, I've got uh, Bowen in the team and he's just been nothing but a disappointment. I've had him a couple of times this season. He seems to score when he's not in my team. As soon as I get in, he stops <laughs> scoring or he gets injured. He's been infuriating. So, yeah. given that, um, yeah, like given that, I think West Ham have got Arsenal away. Yeah, he's the obvious one to go for Jota. So I think that's what I'll be doing this week and, um, probably giving. Yeah, Jota's definitely in the conversation for captain. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely looking at at least vice captain for him because. Again, similar to Man City, I cannot see Liverpool scoring. I would be shocked if they scored less than four goals, honestly. Yeah. I I, I see the exact exact same scenario. And, like, Darwin missed – oh, he missed most of the game against Arsenal after picking up that, that injury. But, it, yeah, it was interesting to see how Liverpool played without him in the side. I mean, we joke about how many chances he misses and woodwork and penalty misses, but – it's his work that allows the others to blossom in that side. And it, yeah. it just felt so disjointed watching that Arsenal game back. Just that front line just really couldn't get going. And, I mean, Diaz got a goal thanks to Gabriel basically roundhousing it into the net. But it, yeah, they just didn't have that usual flow that they have. Yeah, I mean, Gakpo is a very, very different player to Darwin, isn't he? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's just not going to translate. Um, yeah, I think that Darwin, I think Darwin honestly has been pretty unlucky. You know, we've been saying it for a long time, and yeah, I, I, people are right to criticize his finishing to a certain extent, but I do feel like he's been quite unlucky. You know, yes, he hit the post four times, but if you're hitting the post and missing four times, like that's pretty unlucky. Like you'd think yeah. that at least one of those is going to hit the post and go in. One of them was like a pretty pretty good save that was you know, on target, got saved onto the post. Like, I, I do feel like he, what happened in that game was funny, but it was also a bit unlucky for him. Yeah. And he creates a lot of chaos um, because his movement is so good. He draws defenders in and out of position 
And as you say, like that just creates opportunities for other people in the team. Like he's just, I think he does a lot for Liverpool. So um, if I was a Darwin owner, which I'm not, I'd be very comfortable with holding him and starting him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm... He's definitely coming straight back in given, you know, the points that you made about how much worse they looked with Gakpo there. Another issue for Liverpool at the moment is, so Soboslai is out for a number of weeks with an injury and we saw Trent come back against Arsenal. He didn't look his best. No. I wonder if we're going to see more of Trent playing in the midfield three because they sort of need his passing range in there. And, you know, we've seen Connor Bradley, you know, deputise at right back in place of Trent and do amazingly well and, you know, yeah. he was unlucky to miss the Liverpool. It sounded like he was probably going to play in that Arsenal game on the weekend, but sadly like lost his father, so he couldn't play in the game. And I wonder if managers are looking for a cheap way to sort of load up on, you know, get live like double game week assets for 25. Like Connor Bradley, get him in nice and cheap. He's not going to take up a lot of your budget and he may play two of these three fixtures over the next two game weeks. Yeah, it's a bit of a gamble. It is a bit of a gamble. Because can you see Trent um, playing? I can't see Trent playing, not when the Luton game is, what, three games before the League Cup final? Yeah, I mean, and I, I made the same point last week. You know, I mm. went through, we went through all of the Liverpool players and I was saying, you know, which of these players are actually going to play three games in a week, which is yeah. the double game week plus the Cup final. And I just didn't think that Trent would, but... I also don't think that Connor Bradley will be able to. So, um, you know, he might start one and then come off the bench in the other one. Yeah. Um, if you're happy with that to, and, you know, for him to also be a problem the following week, you know, with um, blanking. So he's going to be someone that you either have to carry on your bench or make a transfer to bring in someone who's actually got a game. Like if your squad... Um, can handle that and it's going to work, then I don't mind it because, you know, the only, the only defender that's probably going to play twice, as we said last week is Van Dyke. So, and he's yeah. a lot more expensive than Connor Bradley. So if you've, if you're a little bit um, strapped for cash and you want a way into the Liverpool team, then um, yeah, like I agree, like it could well be that Trent plays this Burnley game in midfield. Um, and then that allows Connor Bradley to play on the right, and then you might get one start and one bench for Bradley in the in the double as well. So, yeah, it's uh, it's not the worst shout as long as you've got you know a squad that can handle it. Mm, yeah, high risk, but it could be high reward. But... High risk. Well, I don't think he's going to get another twenty-one pointer anytime soon. No, you can't play Chelsea every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. Um, but the next fixture is uh, Luton against Sheffield United, and. The Hatters feel like flavor, flavor of the month at the moment, and rightly so because their performances. I think their performances have been really solid the last number of weeks, and now they're starting to reap a lot of rewards with it um, on the pitch. Back to back games where they've scored four goals. I don't think anyone saw them doing what they were going to do at St James Park on the weekend, and yeah, just seeing such a an avenue of FPL points in the side. It's not like everything's filtering down to one player. It's not like Carlton Morris is the one like getting all the points. It's, you know, it's him out of bio. Russ Barkley's doing amazing things. Alfie Dowdy, like there's just so many options and like they've got the double, but unfortunately they got the blank as well, but yeah. Oh, we don't sleep on 
Luton anymore, but yeah, hard to I know agree. how like, deep to go. Their assets are so cheap and they're playing so well at the moment. And how good is this fixture? Like the Sheffield, yeah. Sheffield United at home. <laughs> like right now, that's the number one fixture in the league, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And it you can't see anything other than a comfortable Luton Luton win no. here. I mean, if this that's going to be another three or four goals, yeah, surely, yeah. Um, you'd think like it's going to be like any. You'd be shocked if they didn't score at least three. Yeah. So yeah, it's not a bad shout. Well, who have they got in the double? They've got Liverpool, I know, and then the other game that they've got is Man United. Yeah. So. Not the best double, but if you can score four away from home against Newcastle, then maybe we shouldn't be scared of their fixtures in the double. Yeah, true. I mean, we've seen in the past United necessarily don't like being uncomfortable when it comes to traveling away. So that's probably the most uncomfortable away trip. (laughs) And I'm sure that everyone's going to be up for it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like Dowdy seems to score... He seems to be the one defender that returns every week, no matter who he plays. So yeah, um, yeah, and also I, I don't mind Kaminsky as a goalkeeping option either. Mm. Um, yeah, because I mean, I guess a goalkeeper is the one position where um, you, yeah, like you can play him in the double, and then just most people have got two playing goalkeepers, so it's not necessarily an issue that he blanks in twenty six. Yeah. So if you're if you if you're worried about, you know, game week twenty six, then maybe Kaminsky as the goalkeeper is the best option to go for. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It Especially could be if one. you're someone if you're like some an idiot that has Turner in their team, for example. <laughs> and looking to bench boost. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> Uh, I'd be lying if I didn't try that last night when I was mucking around with my sights. Yeah. It's not the worst transfer. <laughs> no, it, honestly, like, it, yeah, it's 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 even, not, it, not it, the like, worst. with or without the bench boost, it's not the worst transfer for for you, given True. that you've got a non-playing goalkeeper now. Like because mm. you can just get him for the double, even if if it's for a minus four, and then just hold him through. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But um, yeah, we got Spurs Brighton, which just screams goals, and a big one for Spurs because we saw this morning that Jordan knocked out South Korea at the Asian Cup semi final. So yep. Um yeah, sort of South Do you Korea think had sort of been Sun plays this game, like starts this game. Well, he's like the energizer bunny, so I can't yeah. see why he won't be fit. I don't see why he wouldn't like he's probably back already. that far. Yeah, like Qatar's not that far, right? No, from, it's not. From UK. No. He, he's got like, it's no different from going away to play a Champions League game midweek in no. some some random place in Europe and then coming back and playing on the weekend. So I don't see why he wouldn't be ready to start, especially with um, the way Angie's with pe- when people return. Like he got, he started Timo Werner two mm. days after he joined the club. You know, he, he started Madison um, after Madison and been out for like 10 yeah. weeks. Yeah. After only one 10 minute bench performance. So, like, he doesn't seem to be concerned about starting players. So, I, I yeah, I reckon he will start, which it's as a Richarlison owner, it's pretty annoying, to be honest. I know I can't complain about how Richarlison's gone, but I was really wanting him, Spurs, to get at least one penalty while Sun was away. Oh. <laughs> I can, like, I can see that, that Spurs will get a pen this week and Sun will take it. And that, that will annoy me a lot. But, I mean, at least you probably, have the knowledge that Richarlison will just hold his spot. Ange, I doubt Ange will 
take him out of the side in the form no. he's in with the confidence. If anything, Timo Werner is going to be the one that's relegated back to the bench. Yeah, but what what probably will happen though is that maybe not if if Sun's a bit tired, then maybe Sun will come off after seventy minutes for Werner. Yeah. But in a normal week, it's more likely that Richarlison comes off after seventy. Sun moves central, and then mm. Werner comes on, plays left. So I think that it can't. This will impact Richarlison just minutes wise. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's. I think his expected minutes of you've got to go down from something close to 90 to more like sort of 70, 75 now that Sun's back. Yeah. I mean, also interesting to see how that game folds out. Who knows? It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It looks so entertaining on paper, <laughs> like Spurs oh, Brighton. Yeah. It's going to be such a good game. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a great one to, to watch. That's going to be a fun one if you're doing the goal rush show because there's, what is there? One, two, three, four, yeah, five games on at the same time. So there, that would be. I assume that the Liverpool game will be the actual goal rush game, but then they'll just, they'll just keep on constantly crossing that Spurs. <laughs> and we're going and back to. Now it's <laughs> five, four and it's nearly <laughs> half time. Yeah. <laughs> Jao Pedro is stepping up. There's been a, there's been a penalty at Spurs. It's Jao Pedro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's, uh, it's so funny because this is the kind of game that we expect it to be like a four-three or something, and it's going to end up being nil-nil. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get six pointers from Estupinan and, uh, and Poro and, and Poro and everyone's <laughs> selling them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, South Korea. We we talked about Hong Min Sun, but that's also relevant for Wolves because they're hosting Brentford. So Huang will be returning to Wolves who. Absolutely demolished my Chelsea and right, rightfully so. They were amazing. And yeah, Cunha with a hat trick and quietly, Cunha's been really good for a number of weeks. Yep. And having watched a fair bit of him when he was at Atletico Madrid, I did not think that this was capable <laughs> in yeah, what, he, and you what wouldn't he had. Think that, yeah, you wouldn't think they're going to change the team either. Like they've been playing so well since Huang's been gone. I don't think Wang's going to come back and just walk straight back into the team. Like, why would you change anything? Yeah. So, I'm sure they'll yeah, find a place for him, though. Do you think they'll find a place in the starting lineup for him? Yeah, I think I think so. He was like, you think about the when they sort of started getting a move on this season, and it was it was the link up between Huang and Neto quite yeah. often, and and now you know Neto's back again, and yeah, Cunha's finding the goals, and yeah, I think it's yeah. I think Gary O'Neill will be really pleased to get him back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like I just yeah, I just have that kind of attitude of if it's if they're playing well, they've earned another start, you know, like it'd be mm. a bit harsh to bench anyone that um that played in that last game or mm. been playing the last few weeks. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean I think that as you say, Neto has been just off oh. the charts good. If if it wasn't for double game week in game week twenty five, I think a lot of people would be looking towards Neto at the moment because Wolves have got amazing fixtures. They've got Brentford at home this week. Um, they got Spurs next week, which is uh, which is away from home. Not an amazing fixture, but after it's still that, good it gets, from an yeah, FPL points perspective. Yeah, for sure. Like attacking wise, then they've got Sheffield at home. Yeah, then they've got um, Newcastle and Fulham at home. So it's a mm. pretty decent run. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the I like the idea of a Wolves player. I just don't know when I'm going to have a chance to make that transfer. Yeah, especially with all the doubles and blanks and everything else, and and prioritizing yeah, exactly. the uh, might and be like point. game week twenty nine blank as well. Like we just yeah, it's it's uh all of our thinking is just 
um, consumed by these doubles and blanks and so many opportunities. It happens every year. They fall it by does. the wayside. Yeah, and as we always see in the double game weeks, it's always single game week players you, most of the time that outscores a lot yep. of the, the doublers. So I'm sure we'll be yeah, coming back to this point about Neto. <laughs> That's true. But uh, yeah, exactly. The trick is figuring out which single game week players are going to do it. So <laughs> it's easy in hindsight. It, it is, but um, yeah, they're up against Brentford, and yeah, Neil, we talked, we we joked at the top of the show, Neil Morpai, but yeah, scoring every week, upsetting everyone, shit housing his way into all of our hearts and into some of our FPL sides, <laughs> shit housing his way into the hearts and minds of the people of Brentford, but he's not <laughs> he's not shitting housing his way into anyone's sides, surely. Say that my friend Ross has had him in for a number of weeks and he's he's enjoyed the more pay. He's enjoyed the more pay experience. Okay. Well, i I've never met your friend Ross, but I don't like him already. <laughs> Shout out to Ross. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> anyway. Just kidding, Ross. I'm sure you're a I'm sure you're a much nicer bloke than Neil Morpay. Well, he's a much nicer bloke than me, that's for sure. But uh yeah, Forrest and Newcastle. So yeah, no, not a good sign for Gordon owners when he left St. James Park on crutches in a moon boot the other day and to sort of adds to the Newcastle woes. And um... There has been an update, though. I saw on Twitter today oh, hello. Um, that it, yeah, it looks like Gordon's going to be fine. Oh, there we go. Um, that's that's basically... I don't know whether it was from... I saw it on a, a couple of different tweets. It seemed like they were pretty reputable. Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, Apparently, it was just whatever it was, but yeah, he's back in full training already and he's probably going to be fine. So oh, there you go. Um, that's hopefully I haven't, you know, spread some false information, but that's what it seemed to be. That seemed to be the consensus on the, on the X this afternoon when I had a, a quick browse through. Uh, very nice there. But yeah, Callum Wilson was back um, yep. again. Um, I'm sure he'll be out again very soon too. So he just sort of feels like a Harvey Barnes is back. <laughs> Sorry, Harvey Barnes. Harvey, Harvey Barnes, Barnes is back. back. Yeah, I love Harvey Barnes. Always have. Forgot about him. Yeah, no, he he already scored a goal, didn't he? he scored yeah, a goal he did. In the yeah, I think he scored the no, he looked, the, the fourth the fourth goal. Yeah, he, he looked um he looked pretty pretty sharp. So mm. yeah, uh, I don't know if he's going to nail down um a spot in that Newcastle team because he's his preferred position is left wing, isn't it? Same Usually. Usual. Yeah, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be tricky for Eddie Howe to juggle that if they're both fit. Yeah, yeah, and um, then we got West Ham Arsenal. Oh, I mean, I mean, another game in the capital, but I think after seeing what Arsenal did to Liverpool the other day, I'd, you know, in the Declan Rice derby, I don't think there's too yeah. much to fear. No, but West Ham sort of seem to have a knack of just making their games boring. So, like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not that excited about watching this game. I can imagine it being like Arsenal kind of grind out a 2-0 and then, I don't know, West Ham score in like the 90th minute so no one gets a clean sheet. Um, yeah, like very similar to the Nottingham Forest game is what I'm feeling. Mm, yeah, it's. Uh, I think, I mean, it's still a great game for those of us with, with Arsenal assets. I mean, Sucker's popularity is still pretty high, especially back-to-back games where he's got goals again, which is good there, but yeah. It would be nice be if fun. Gabriel didn't put the ball in his own net. Oh, that would be so good. That would be yeah, fantastic. Be great. I, I I do blame I blame Saliba and Raya for that. Like I think yeah. Gabriel gets the <laughs> own goal, but he was like the least responsible for what happened. That was yeah. 
That's the brutality of FPL, isn't it? Like the person that gets punished is not necessarily the person who's at fault. Yeah. 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 FPL Tower should have been like, you know what? We know it came off Gabriel, but we're going to deduct points <laughs> the other two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly pr- right. Just to prove a, a manual intervention, like like the Harlan pricing. Yeah, like, oh, sorry we didn't give Gabriel the, the second goal uh, like he should have had from the other week. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they robbed him of an assist this week as well. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot believe they didn't give that assist. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Jamie or assist paid, that's for sure. Like it was like Martinelli is definitely the intended target, right? Yeah. And it barely touches the defender. So what's the problem? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I think Gabriel's been robbed by FPL like twice in three weeks. So I don't know. I don't know what he's done to them. He's he's upset someone there. But then uh, we got Villa United, so um, both getting really good wins in game week 23. So interesting to see how this game plays out. Now we've got Villa playing in the FA Cup replay tomorrow morning, which must much which might tell us a bit more what to expect. But yeah, United, they've sort of got their groove back a little bit. The pressure's back off Ten Hag. Um mm, after it mm. sort of been amping up a bit. The flames have, have died down with some some wins coming recently. A, a few managers out there benching Garnacho for his two goals. I know one of them was our good friend Ryan from um, FPL chat box. He was he was uh, sort of ruining his fate <laughs> watching yeah. those goals going. As a United fan, it was like doing pain it, and pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that most people that benched Garnacho, um, it was the right decision before the game. Yeah, um, there's not too many people that that yeah like. You know, the, I mean, Foden's a different one. Like, you, you can look at Foden and go, maybe that wasn't the right decision. But yeah. most people that bench Garnacho, they probably did have better, um, you know, better attackers. The other seven attackers were probably better going into the game week. So it's just bad luck. Yeah. 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 It's one a, of those things. Yeah. But, but yeah. Just, He's going to be popular. Can we just though? go Garnacho? Yeah. Do you think United so? fixtures coming up are, are, are decent. Yeah, no, true. It's just that same thing though. Like everyone's transfers are going to be so focused on the doubles. Yeah. Um, that when do you have time? Unless uh, I guess one because he's so cheap though, it might be if you need, for example, if you need funds to go up to Haaland, it might be like downgrade a midfielder to Garnacho, and then yeah. you can upgrade like a Solanke to Haaland or something like that. So there might be people that do that. Yeah. Yeah. Now you you're going to make a point. Yeah, sorry. I just wanted to talk um, real quick about um, just speaking about the Villa versus Chelsea game tomorrow. So um, I guess by the time most people listen to this, it will have already happened. But so if Chelsea, uh, if sorry, if Villa beat if Villa beat Chelsea, which is what we expect, then Arsenal Chelsea goes ahead in twenty nine. Correct. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So that's that. That's very interesting. I just wonder if. Um, if people start looking at a second Arsenal uh, midfielder again, if that happens, and if so, which one yeah. would be the one to go for? Because mm. Martinelli, he was absolutely <laughs> stinking up my side for so long, but he's actually he's looking back. good again now. <laughs> Can I? Could I do it? I mean, it worked for, with Richarlison. Like Richarlison was horrible for me. I dropped him, brought him back, and he's been killing it. I wonder if Martinelli can do the same. You've had um, differentiating luck with these sort of players because you had Bowen, sold Bowen, yep. got Bowen back. 
held him and then ugh, yeah he's, ba- he's well. been bad the whole time but then and the other player is Foden like Foden was on mm. my never again list I took him off I took him off my Interpol no fly list <laughs> two weeks ago and then since then he's he's got me 26 points in two weeks so yeah I, yeah I'm uh, it's not I, I'm not fully ruling out going back to the Martinelli well um but yeah we'll see we'll see how things play out tomorrow you can never have enough Gabriels <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, I've had three. I think I've had three Gabriels in my FPL team before. Um, maybe just for a free hit for the lols. But yeah, I wouldn't mind. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind going back there. Um, and then, yeah, the last picture is on Tuesday morning, which is um, being dubbed the El Sacico with um, Crystal Palace up against Chelsea and both teams in horrible form. Um, Chelsea were dog shit the other day. Crystal Palace were terrible. And then Roy Hodgson made things worse by bringing on an injured Olise when they were already a few goals down. And he lasted a few minutes before he came off. And he's, yeah. he's going to be cooked for a while. while. What oh. was the point? Like, they weren't going to come back no. from 3 0 down. Like, why risk him? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think. Do you really think that Chelsea are going to sack Potch when they're still in the FA Cup? They're still in. They've got the League Cup final coming. You'd think that they'll at least wait until after the League Cup final. I no? I do hope they they do sack him. Like I've got to yeah. the point now where I'm sort of opening up Sky Sports first thing in the morning and hoping I'm going to see the the breaking picture. Of they're still they're still pay, are they still paying um, Tuchel's wages as well? We're paying everyone's money. The, yeah, every the, Potter's probably sipping yeah, Potter's, champagne on you his yacht. You can't be paying Potter <laughs> Tuchel. <laughs> Pochettino and Jose's probably still going to pay out. <laughs> oh man, oh it's bad. That's that a... that was so bad against Wolves the other day, and like there's that midfield of Caicedo and Enzo Fernandez, and that those two players cost well over two hundred million, and yep. they were turning out like right from the get go. The warning signs were there because they were both turning the ball over so much. I think, and Caicedo has been doing that ever since he's been at Chelsea. Uh, I don't understand what's happened to him since he came from Brighton. Yeah, the the digression or regression, whatever, is, regression. whatever it is, in that squad this season, like no one has improved. So we can talk about Cole Palmer, well, but Cole Palmer was already good. He was good at yeah. He's always been good at Man City. He just never got the game time. So he hasn't exactly improved because of good coaching from Pochettino. That's total BS. No yeah. one in this side has improved this season. So Conor Gallagher hasn't had a single goal or assist this season, which is just mad, and he plays every single minute. And, yeah, they can't defend for Toffee. Um, he just he doesn't know what his best 11 is. He's chopping and changing, and he's doing different things with defenders, and they're so leaky. And then yeah. they just leave Thiago Silva, who's, you know, I love Thiago Silva, but this season he's been very... Very poor, and he they he's just exposed all the time, and teams just attack him. And there's there was the interesting stat. So before the Liverpool game, every game this season, Chelsea had not been um, losing at halftime. So every single game this season at halftime, they'd been either ahead or they'd been level. And then most of the games they lose, or mm. or they throw points away. So you have to wonder what's there's no impact from the like the management team, like what are they doing at halftime and what are they doing in the later stages of the game to influence games? Like literally nothing. So they offer nothing. <laughs> Look, it hasn't been great. I'll give you that. 
I'm just venting. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer. The answer is this game will probably your... finish like two two. Yeah, I I think Chelsea will be too good for Palace. I think Palace is just they're just a basket case. But yeah, honestly, like all you can do with Chelsea is to get rid of everyone except for Cole Palmer from an mm. FPL point of view. True. So, yeah, uh, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple from an FPL point of view. More complicated if you're a Chelsea fan like yourself. Mm, a very depressed Chelsea fan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like myself. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. And now it's time for Goodwill Punting, where we look at a differential for the game week. Andrew, who have you selected this week for Goodwill Punting? Um, I have gone with the guy with seven or so names. I was going to um, say, say I'll... his full name, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just going to say one of them, Adebayo. Um, he is 4.9. or Adebayo? It's... Is it Adebayo or is it Adebayo? I don't know. I just... You know, put in a you know who I'm talking but... about. Yeah, but he is <laughs> definitely a buy. He's not at a seller, that's for sure. <laughs> um, 4.9 million, 2.3% owned. Um, 23 points in his last two games, and now he's got home to Sheffield and then oh. double game week after that. So Set the what table. more can you ask? Set the table. That is yeah. one spicy meatball. That is one spicy. Like someone like me who has... Uh, Cameron Archer absolutely stinking up their team, then uh, very tempting. Mm, really tempting, especially with the double coming up too. So it's, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. So I can see a lot of managers actually moving for that this week because the, you know, the numbers all back it up too. But I'm going with, you know, just a man who, a, a, you know, elicits so many emotions from so many people. I'm going with Neil Morpo. And you joked before the show, he's like, you said, don't do not do Neil Morpay. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand why why you love him so much. He's just, it's just fun to, it's, it's one of those players that's just fun to watch. And now, like, yeah. don't get me wrong, he completely shithoused Chelsea when he played against us and, you know, got the, got a late goal, um, the end too. But yeah, it's, I'm, I'm happy to. He's on, he's on fire. He is. He's on fire. Like he's scoring, scoring most weeks. Yeah. He's got his mojo back. He's upsetting everyone. So, he's yeah, got... and he's yeah four point nine million only like one percent owned. Like no one has him, but he's just ticking yeah. over. And um, he's yeah, got a got... double. He's got a game in game week twenty nine. Yeah, he's no blank in twenty six. Yeah, so you could do much worse. You could, you could ticks do all the worse. boxes except for the box that is. Is this player Neil Morpo? <laughs> yeah, he's obviously a better one-on-one finisher than Erling Haaland. Like we've oh, proven yeah. that oh, this yeah. week. So yeah, hundred percent. So all right, okay, you've convinced me. We're on board. <laughs> well, I'm sure he'll do better than our picks last week. So you had in Cuckoo who blanked, and I had uh, La Foster who also blanked. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't been doing great recently. Let's face it. No, we've been disastrous in, <laughs> in our picks, but. Oh, Captain, my captain. Now, top three picks. We have the same picks. Yeah, you, why, why don't you take us through them? Okay, only because I put them in the spreadsheet first? Correct. Okay, well, I've got the naughty I just, I just agreed with them, so you've probably got, yeah. You did You did what I usually do. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't be bothered. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> that looked that look good. That, that looked good. Uh, yeah, so Harland, first choice. I know it's the, the Gandhi game, but... At home against Everton, he'll be looking to get back on the goal sheet. And yeah, City, 
City at the Etihad are just a scary proposition. Like you said, like we can picture goals in this game. So if we can picture goals, chances are, you know. The, he's going to be scoring them. Yeah, he's, he's going to be on the end of quite a few of them. Second choice, Jota against Burnley. So just a oh, tremendous fixture. It, it feels like it's going to be a really high scoring game week. Just the matchups look really good for all the popular assets. So we, that's we probably break the kiss that of death. 45 goal record again. <laughs> Maybe. Make it 46 this week. Oh, let's, let's wait and see. So, yeah, that Jota pick, um, if you got in there, the vice captaincy, or even if you're ballsy enough to go against the Nordic Mitchell, that's, that's a good one there. And then, yeah, Richarlison um, at home against Brighton. Just, yeah, it's just such a great opportunity there. And, you know, you're probably going to have all three of these players in your side. And I am insanely jealous because I'll probably only have one. Oh yeah, well you know what though, like Richarlison, he's he can't just keep scoring like this. Like he's gonna he's gonna he's play he can't, in but one he of does. these. I know, I know, but surely he's in one of these games where we expect him to do well. He's just he's gonna come up with a blank soon. Like he just can't he can't keep doing it. <laughs> but he can't. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep riding the hot hand while he does. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, is there anyone else that is an outside shout like KDB maybe again? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you could, but I think it's you know, it might be a week where you just don't overthink it. So, yeah, you know, there's yeah. those good fixtures, so it's best to to target your captaincy on on those. So, um, obviously, you're basically saying you're going to captain Harland. What's your route to bring Harland in? This well, week? I've got plenty of money in the bank, so my transfer. I mean, I've got two free transfers. Um, one of them I'll definitely be making will unfortunately be Solanke. He's got that fixture to Fulham, but the the fixture in 25 is pretty difficult for him. And then um, I know he does have a fixture in 26, but it's a, it's a pretty tricky fixture too. So, yeah, it looks on paper my best way to get Haaland back is, yeah, via Solanke. So yeah. Solanke to Haaland. Right. And you just roll the other one? Uh, yeah, I might roll the other one, but now we've, Ezri concert injured. I'm sort of I'm looking at what I can do with that position because yeah, I hadn't really banked on wanting to make another defensive transfer, but I'm in that yeah. position now. Do I get someone who's got a, a double, but I also probably need bodies for game week 26? Yeah, maybe. Is is there any temptation in like a Kyle Walker then or, oh, or no? Because I'll have triple city anyway with. Oh. De Bruyne, Foden, and yep. Haaland. So I forgot you. Yeah, I, I am like you're jealous of me having Richarlison. I'm jealous of the De Bruyne Haaland double because, yeah, De Bruyne does look like he's sort of back to full fitness now. Mm. I mean, I've got to it. I've got um Tarek um or Tarek Lamptey in my side who has been back and getting points. He got an assist the other day, but Lamptey's the type of player that when it comes down to crunch and I actually need him probably won't be available because he'll either be injured or he might be rotated. Yeah. It's not one I can like officially he's... bank on going. Yep. Game week 26. He's definitely, he's coming off my bench. He's playing like, I'm not confident at all. Yeah. yeah. No, he's one of those really injury prone players. Isn't he like Callum Wilson or John mm. Stones just never seems to, you know, even like Elise and Eze seem to be heading in that direction. Just never available. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 tricky. I mean, the obvious choice is Alfie Doughty. Um, because if I was going to do that, it makes sense to do that move this week because you get the Sheffield United fixture, you get the double as yeah. well. But yeah, um, it does leave me with a game week twenty six headache there. But yeah, 
I've got some got some thinking to do, but definitely Solanke to Harlan is hundred percent happening. I don't think you're going to be alone in taking a hit in 26 if that's what needs to be done to field 11 players. Yeah, the the other option is staying with Villa. Like um, Moreno was very good the other day, um, yeah. and like the the fixtures for them are good at, for for Villa. I mean, the United this week, but then they got Villa in the. I mean, it's not double. But they've got they've got Fulham, so that's yeah. on paper that's great. And then the blank game week twenty six, they got Forest at home, which is one of the best fixtures around. So it, makes it so even all the more frustrating that you got that Konza injury. I know because you were set up, you were in such a good spot with having him. Yeah. So on the one hand, not gaining a doubler might not be the worst thing because you'd have to then make the transfer to get someone in for the body for game week 26 anyway. So maybe yeah, that yeah. might be an option there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you take, you lose a game in 25, but you make it back in 26. So yeah. And it saves a transfer as well. So yeah, that's right. Anyway, uh, have a think about it. You, you don't have to decide now. Wait to see how these, um, yeah. Wait to see how these games pan out tomorrow. The, yeah. The FA cup replays and, um, and then we might have, yeah, slightly better idea of what you want to do. Yeah, we'll wait and see what happens there. But now it's time for the FPL SideNet Mini League update. And we have a new leader once again. The FPL SideNet League's been on fire this season. It's just the changes are insane. And I look at all these changes in the top 10 and I'm sitting at bloody 60-odd. Actually, you have climbed up the charts. I made a note here, 26th now. Wow, that's that's good. Like that's the first time I've been inside the top thirty in a very long time. Yeah, you know, putting in the hard work and you're grinding, getting up there. Yeah, that's it. Like it, it that's that's really what it is. This bloody season It's just a massive grind, isn't it? <laughs> Tell but, me um, about it. <laughs> I know. I just know that I'm one or two weeks away from like a five six hundred k rank drop in one week. It's just <laughs> it's just the way it goes. <laughs> Oh, God. But, yeah, new leader is Mahesh Sharma with their side into Melbourne. So Mahesh has been in the top 10 basically all season. So, And Mahesh is also manager of the game week. So if you're going to be manager of the week, storm into the top of the title, 101 points, it's it's the week to do it. So in Mahesh's side was Raya in goals with the two points, Pedro Porro with one, Walker with two. This is where it gets interesting. Alex Moreno, 14 uh, points. So that, that's the difference there. Saka with the nine, Foden, Palmer, Richarlison, Solanke, and the captaincy on Haaland with Watkins as well. So, yeah, that Alex Moreno just doing the absolute bits. That's what that's what put him over the top. Yeah, so, yeah, Mahesh sitting first. I'm coming in second is Mark Prostupa with his side, Ange, A New Hope. I love the Star Wars pun there. Um, so, yeah, going from fifth to second in the league. So 93 points too for Mark. So nothing to sneeze out there. That's a, that's a huge catapult onto the podium. And, yeah, um, our friend Stu Pankin has dropped down from first to third. So Stu, not the best game week, only with 55 points, but uh, doing pretty good there. So, yeah, it's, all, it's, it's heating up. But, yeah, well done to Mahesh, 101 points, and, you know, just – probably looking at a sea of green sitting at an OR of just over 2k as well. So yeah, I was gonna say he's probably about a hundred points ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. So 
In, insane. Yeah. Really, really good. good. So, yeah, what's Great that? 1,467 points. Ooh. Nice, nice. Much I'll better manager. He's definitely in... Um... He's in the he's in the race for like top one k. That would be an amazing finish. Yeah, yeah, insane. So you know, get the chips right and could be even better. So well done there. And before we finish up, you can give us a follow on the socials at FPL Signet for myself on the Twitter and the X or Twitter is X, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Yep. It's late. I'm losing my mind. And Instagram and give Andrew a follow at FPL underscore point break on the X for all that, that juicy stuff that he always has. And um, yeah, like subscribe, comment, retweet, loving it. Seen um, lots of people getting around it and um, yeah, good. Our, our good friends out there always pushing everything that we're doing and, and we do the same vice versa. So yeah, support the little guys. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We appreciate it. We really do. Yeah, we, we do. It means the world. Um, uh, you were talking before your your transfer, so probably going to be Bowen to Jota. Yeah, I think I'm almost certainly going to do Bowen to Jota unless there's something that happens in the um, FA Cup games tomorrow, like an injury or something that changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I I I don't want to go all in on Liverpool for the double game week because you know, like I don't, you know, obviously they blank in 26. So every doubler, every Liverpool player you get, you it's an extra transfer out in 26. But yeah, I can't have no Liverpool. So if I'm going to go for some Liverpool, it makes sense to go now a week early and get that Burnley at home game as well. So um, yeah, it looks like Bowen to Jota, unless you know, unless as I said, there's some sort of injury. Uh, that happens tomorrow that changes that plan. I like it. It's good thinking. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to be, <laughs> I feel like I will be a little bit exposed in game, in double game week 25, because I think a lot of people are going to roll with two or three Liverpool. Um, I'm probably going to roll with one um, and then have like, you know, focus on triple city and maybe, uh, maybe like Ivan Tony. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I just, I think my game week 26, you know, having given, Given that I've got two Chelsea, I've got Gusto and I've got Palmer, and Gusto is going to definitely go. But um, I've also got two Spurs in Richarlison and Porro. Like if mm. I get multiple Liverpool players, I'm really going to be struggling in game week 26 to field 11. So yeah, um, you know, I'll be taking hits or I'll be giving back fixtures that I get in game week 25 if I by bringing in too many uh, Liverpool uh, Liverpool players. Yeah, the games you get in 25. You- might lose in 26 so yeah exactly right and the thing the thing about um the team i've looked at my team for 25 and like i all of my benching headaches so good yeah yeah benching headaches and like either that or taking out players with really good single fixtures that also have a a fixture in 26 yeah Um, yeah so yeah it just doesn't make sense for my team but we'll see we'll see how badly it goes for me when that when that double actually happens (laughs) <laughs> let's let's see how that goes so anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up this no, i think i think we've really covered everything you know like obviously we're going to uh, know a little bit more about what's going to happen in the future after these um fa cup replays tomorrow morning so for mm. now though i think we've covered everything i think we have too so uh thanks for joining us once again so good luck to everyone out there and don't forget about that 10 p.m deadline if you're in australia so Good luck and let your defensive sheets be clean and your arrows green. See you, managers.